0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly Game Bet Match on the bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the bet Rivers Network. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. We're on the... Bet Rivers Network, as always, and for all your wagering needs, is Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey. Play Sugar House in Connecticut. So, whatever you need, just go to their uh, app uh, and you'll find everything you need for all your needs there. And the program, of course, always on the Bet Rivers Network and wherever you can find your podcast. All right. As the Yankees crash and burn and lose to the Astros. Once again, this time in four straight games. Surprising, of course. Now, let me say this. You've heard me talk about this team over the last couple of months. I didn't think this team was going to the World Series. I told you I didn't think the bullpen could get them there. They also had some weaknesses in the bottom of the lineup and some perplexing things that really manifest themselves uh, throughout this season and really were pronounced in the postseason. I mean, there was no stability here. Without LeMayu, there was no leadoff hitter. So we kept trying to move around and try different guys there. Why they decided that they had such instability at shortstop, I think they probably did a lot of damage to the guy who was their shortstop all year, and they believed in. All of a sudden, they got to the postseason and didn't believe in him anymore. Then they go back to him. They don't. They do. They don't. And then the bullpen, of course, crashed and burned in in the middle of the season. When King went down and Holmes went south, obviously the Chapman thing became a mess. And the Yankees were going to struggle mightily with their bullpen, and they did for the most part. Although tonight, I have to admit, the guys did a very Very good job, and it was just an error because Luizica was really good tonight. Peralta was good, and they pushed him too far. The, uh, you know, Luizica was very, very good. So the bullpen did a yeoman's job tonight, Uh, did a very good job this evening, and would have been, you know, completely out of gas tomorrow if there was a tomorrow. But the bottom line is you had to, if you were Boone, do everything you could to try to extend the series to five games. You know, that's the first step in this whole process. There's some things, though that have been festering around this organization in recent years. And I really feel this year. Now, I'm not around the club at all anymore, okay? I watch it from a distance, but I watch it all the time. I do talk to some people who are around the club a lot, even every day. So I hear things, but it's not the same as it was when I was talking to the manager on a – Biweekly basis and sometimes more than that. Or I was, you know, talking to players or, to- or, or very close to the team, which I'm, I'm not anywhere near as close as I used to be. But let me say this, and this is very obvious. The Yankees have taken the last couple of years like they were building towards something. To me, there's a finality about this year. Yes, they had injuries, and they could – Take a tact here. That hey, if we had Benintendi and if we had Lemay, I mean, and if we had Lemay and we had Benintendi, and we had a healthy King and we had a couple more guys out of the pen, you know what? We would have been great and we would have won it. You know what? Not true. The Astros are a lot better than the Yankees right now, and they're confident, and they do all the things that the Yankees used to do to teams. They completely dominated the Yankees. And in the postseason, for the most part, you're going to win close games. You're either going to lose or win close games. That's the nature of the postseason. And look at the Astros. They haven't lost yet in the postseason, and they have won from five runs back, two runs back, you know, 0-0 against Seattle in the 18th inning, uh, some of the games in this series. But they have done whatever they needed to do, get a hit, They get it. Get a homer. They get it. Get back in the game with a long ball. They get it. Get a great pitch game out of the pen. They get it. Great starting performance. They get it. They don't have any weaknesses, and they beat the Yankees, and they weren't even at complete high octane because, let's be honest, Altuve had a terrible series at the plate. Alvarez didn't swing the bat well until really tonight. They did get some stuff out of the the bottom of the lineup. The guys in the bottom of the lineup hurt the Yankees. Bregman was a pain in the neck the entire series. And so, obviously, was their wonderful young shortstop, who is a terrific player. And Pena is just a terrific, terrific talent. And their pitching was just overwhelming, uh, including the bullpen. I mean, as soon as this evening, when the Yankees left the door open, when they couldn't get the out, because I didn't think they were getting a double play on the ball anyway, but to lose the play at second base, which they didn't even need to make the, the, the toss, because they could have just basically just tagged Altuve. But the point of the matter is they thought they could get it do so, they hustled it. They got their timing off. But remember, they've been playing musical chairs at shortstop. That's hard to get a continuity in the infield when you're playing musical chairs at shortstop. Especially in this era where you're playing at a position all the time when it comes to double plays. You're not playing the way you used to play, where you were in the same spot all the time and you knew where you were going to be on double plays. You're coming from all different angles now. So there has to be a real timing there, and there wasn't. And when the Yankees made an error in the series, the Astros capitalized. And that's what the Yankees used to do to all other teams. They'd wait for a team to make a mistake. They'd wait for a team to walk a couple of guys, like Cortez did, and they'd make them pay. When this series started, I didn't think the Yankees would win it. I didn't think it would go seven games. But I did not think they'd get swept. And I did not think they would get really overrun the way they did. And you could tell me three of the games were close. but that's fine. You're going to get close games for the most part. They lost all of them. And to me, there's something. I just have a feeling about this year that's a little different. I also don't like what I keep hearing about the idea that there is almost this behind the scenes power that deals in all the new age thinking of baseball and is running this organization and is moving this organization in a certain direction And then you hear all this nonsense. Like tonight, they were all obviously making fun of the fact that somebody in the Yankee, quote-unquote, brain trust, one of their mental coaches, okay, put together a video of the Red Sox having the incredible, historic, one-time-only four-game comeback that we all lived through, and I lived through every inning of it in person except one game. And sat there in game six and seven and watched it unfold. And they used that, they felt, to motivate the Yankees. So get this straight. They actually used the Red Sox – coming back in historic fashion against the Yankees and expected that to be motivation for the Bombers. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's almost, when I first heard it, I thought it was a joke. This can't be the way they approach leading this team and the direction they want to take this team in. I think there comes a time, and I'm going to say two things here. Number one, I'm not sure this organization anymore will do anything to win. I think there was a time when George Steinmetter would do anything to win. I'm not sure this organization now will do anything to win. And that has to be at least taken into consideration. But I do feel And I don't think this is hitting a panic button. I don't think this is overreacting to a very painful loss against an opponent that they detest, an opponent they feel cheated them, an opponent that they, you know, really publicly sought revenge against. And then when they got a chance to really take back what they thought was theirs, they couldn't compete. That was incredibly, and has to be incredibly painful. But I don't think the Yankees are headed in the right direction. And I think that sometimes even when guys have done a good job, there comes a time where you need to change things. And I'm talking about Cashman. I've known Cashman forever. He's had a wonderful career, and he's had a very lengthy stay, and he's got plenty, plenty to be proud of and pr- plenty of pelts, as Bill Parcells used to put it. He's got plenty of pelts that he's earned. But there comes a time where you need a new voice and you need a new direction. And I think the smartest thing they could do now, because I do think this team needs wholesale changes, I think they are in a place where they need wholesale changes. You know, do they have guys they can build around? Of course they do. Do they want Judge to say? Yes, they do. Do I think they will break the bank for Judge? I'm not sure. Is that Do I think there's a chance Judge will go, go play on the West Coast? I think it's a possibility. I think it's unlikely because of all he accomplished this year and where he is now historically. I think that plays into it because I think the Yankees like to market that. They feel that it is part of their business plan to market the NY and market the brand, which is one of the great brands in all of the world. It signifies and has always signified success. Going back now generations, it has signified success. And they sell that and they cultivate that and they preach it and they package it and sell it to you like they would detergent. Okay, they always have. That's what the Yes Network does.
1: Yankeeography,
0: Yankee this, Yankee that, Yankee history, Yankee that. And that's it. That's what they sell. And that's what, of course, they're going to sell. Because they're the Yankees and no one else is. But let's be honest. It's been a while since they've acted like the Yankees. It's been a while since you got the idea that they understood what it means to be the Yankees. As someone said to me, this group, is incredibly jealous of the Jeter, Tory, Bernie, you know, core Yankees that accomplished all they accomplished in winning the way they did. The last Yankee dynasty, and that was a dynasty. From when they won in 96 until the Red Sox took it down. And the Red Sox, the Marlins and the Diamondbacks put a dent in it. But the Red Sox took it down. They ripped it down in 04. There it ended. And they haven't been the Yankees now in a long time and I'm not even sure they understand what it means to be the Yankees in terms of the Yankees on the field. And it was a far cry when you think about it. You know, as as the game was coming back on, and I turned back on the telecast at 8.15, they were talking as the game was just about to get ready to start, and Bernie Williams was leaving the field. And Pedro Martinez was talking. And he basically said, hey, these Yankees have no idea what it meant to be like those Yankees. That Those guys, and he meant... Bernie, and of course, Jeter, and Paul O'Neill, and Jorge, and go all the way down the list. You know what? They didn't strike out in big spots. They made contact. They built runs. Of course, he remembers them building runs because he was the guy on the mound in 2003 with a 5 2 lead in the eighth inning when Jeter hit the ball over Trot Nixon's head and started off the inning with a, a ball that should have been caught that went for a double. And into the box came Bernie Williams, We had a line drive to center field, and now it was 5-3, and Bernie was on first. And then Matsui, who was, cl- more, was as clutch as anybody, rang a double inside the first base bag, and now it was second and third. And then Jorge dumped the ball into the outfield, a little Texas leaguer, and now it's 5-5. No home runs. No talk. No strikeouts. Just a line drive by Jeter, a line drive RBI single by Bernie, a double down the right field line by Matsui, a two-run single by Posada, and now you had a five-five game. Before too long, you had a home run that probably got helped get the manager the job he has now. But what he was saying was, these Yankees don't understand those Yankees. And they don't. And they haven't captured, and they haven't discovered what those Yankees knew. And maybe, you know what, they're just not as good as those guys. And they're not as clutch as those guys. And this doesn't count everybody in the series, because... The guy that I've told you that, and I've don't, i I've made it b- very clear over the past few years, I don't like a lot of these Yankees. Not personally, but I mean as Yankees. I like Rizzo. I want Rizzo to come back. Rizzo, to me, plays like a Yankee. And in this series, he distinguished himself. He distinguished himself with the glove. He distinguished himself with the bat. He was the only guy who played better was the surprising power from Beta. But Beta wasn't great in the outfield, and he had a couple of balls that he didn't play right, and then he dropped the ball because Judge came and cut him off, that ball still should have been caught. And when it wasn't, it turned into two runs. Now, it's also Cole's fault that he, you know, that the 19th turn turnaround that hit a home run that made that stick, but it happened. Again, the Astros making the Yankees pay for every mistake. Bader was good, and he should have been batting leadoff. Rizzo was good. Judge was not. You know, the last two months of the season, teams basically ran scared from Judge. They were walking him two and three times a game. And Then the playoffs started, and I don't know if Houston copied Cleveland or not, but Cleveland went right after Judge. Right after him. And then Houston went right after them. They weren't walking judge. They weren't pitching around judge. When they had an open base and two out and judge up, they pitched to him. In the Cleveland series, you actually heard them say that Cleveland was more afraid of Rizzo than they were a judge. Judge had an incredible year. One of the really remarkable seasons we've seen from a player in a very long time. Now, I heard time and time again that it was the best season since Babe Ruth's years in the 20s. Nonsense. It wasn't. I know I have to be the protector of of the male flame, but both males' years in 56 and 57 were better. I'm not going there, but they were better. Okay, I'm not going to spend a long time. Just take my word for it. And Bonds had a better year. But he had one of the really great years. And he almost won a triple crown. And he led the league in a lot of categories. And he did hit 62. And he, you know what? He did it with class, he did it with style. And then he went in the postseason and he was just awful. And I was just absolutely amazed that the Yankees were whining about his uh, balls of his not going out of the ballpark. I mean, this is the Yankees. When you hit 250 home runs, you don't whine when one doesn't go out of the ballpark. And you talk about opening and closing roofs and talk about Bregman's ball going out and Judge's ball not going. Hey, you got to be kidding me. When you hear stuff like that, and these were guys, this wasn't one guy or two guys, this was like half the team talking about exit below after they lose the game. Shut up. You're the Yankees. In 1960, when the Yankees lost to the Pirates, when they were like three times as good they didn't say, you know what, we beat them 18-2 to two in the games we won. You know, by the way, we should win this thing. And they beat us, you know, by one run in a couple of games, and they got a couple of breaks. And they took their lumps and went home. Maybe they cried in private, but you know what, they did it in private. They knew they were a the better team. At this time the Yankees weren't. And the Yankees, as everyone knows, wanted a piece of this team, and they got it. And this team just smacked them around. And then celebrated on their hollowed ground after four straight. Tough to take. We got plenty of time to talk about where the Yankees go from here, but... I think it is time. I think it is time. And if that means that the manager goes too, then fine. That will be up to the guy who becomes the baseball boss. Let him decide whether he wants to keep the manager or not keep the manager. And if he doesn't, let him move on. Managers understand that. They understand that. You're not guaranteed anything, especially the Yankee job. And if they decide to go in a different direction, so be it. I think they need a different tact. The way they are putting this team together is not working. And you can tell me, well, oh, they make the playoffs. Well, with their resources, they're in this age they're almost always going to make the playoffs there are teams that have one third of their resources who make the playoffs a lot yes they're going to make the playoffs but it's not about making the playoffs they haven't been to a world series since 2009 and now there's a team they can't get past no matter what they do they can't get past them and if anything the gap has whined them, and they can't blame it on garbage cans or devices or anything else that they want to come up with as an excuse. The Yankees have gotten very good at excuses, and I'm telling you they say every time they couch it with everybody we know has injuries, and they keep bringing up their injuries every Time they get a chance. The Yankees have become masters of the excuse. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Get the result. That's it. And they need changes, they need wholesale changes. There are very few guys, very, very few guys who have to be on this team next year. That's a good way to start. Very few guys. Judge might be that for you. And maybe you feel that way. And I understand if you do, that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with it. But when you're thinking about going forward, there are very few players who have to be on that roster. And if I had posed that to you in 96, the list would have been two columns. Right now, start there. Tell me the guys who have to be on this team next year. Take everything into account. Age, salary, everything. Health. Take all of it into account and then tell me how many guys have to be on this team. This team needs wholesale changes because it is not working. And if anything, Houston said goodbye to key guys. No career this year. Look what Pena did. Brantley wasn't there. Top player. You know what? Didn't miss a beat. Keep going down the line. There's new faces. New faces in the bullpen. New faces here. New faces there. That's what you do. You keep making changes as you go forward and continue to win. The Yankees need to take a new tact. And that is not overreacting to a brutal and just numbing four game sweep. When you think about how this postseason went, if I had told you this in June, you wouldn't have believed it because Most of you then were under the impression this team was the, you know, 27, 61, and 98 Yankees rolled into one. And, you know, I don't know. Let me guess. Are they going to win 116, 118, or 122 games this year? They didn't win 100. And they're not going back to the World Series Again. And they can't beat the Astros again. In fact, they can't even beat them a game. That's where it starts. We want this to be a point where something happens from here. Because if you just try... To just fine-tune this group. you would be back here again. And again. And again. Just like you have year after year after year. This team isn't missing something. It's missing a whole lot. Remember. This team went into this series. And was playing roulette with the leadoff spot, the shortstop position, and key spots in the bullpen every single night. That's how you go into a postseason? Let's see. Think about it. Late 90s, early 2000. Who was the leadoff hitter? Oh, really? Who played shortstop? Oh, really? Who closed the games? Now they weren't tough questions, were they? We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week. On the Mike Missanelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Massinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.